For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Ninja of the Woods. I'm actually trying something out different here. I usually do uh, this episode on... Um, um, Spreaker.com, I'm, I got tongue-tied there for a second. Sorry about that, folks, uh, as it will happen sometimes. Um, but I'm trying this on TalkShoe, and it's a little bit different uh, than Spreaker.com. I'm going to try to see how this goes and how everybody likes it, and um, we'll just go from there. I'm actually waiting on a co-host who is going to be calling in about any second. Let's see if we can get her going. Tonight's guest is Miss Claudia Ackley. Um, Claudia is a very, very sweet person that I've had the the pleasure of meeting uh, the past couple days. Um, I've talked to her back and forth, and I'm hoping that uh, everything goes good for her. Guys, I ask that you all just, just bear with me tonight. Um uh, I'm trying to figure this out just as, you know, just like everyone else is. I'm new to this type of thing. If I can get my co-host here on the show. I'm 
I apologize for it. Like I said, guys, I am just uh, trying to figure this out, really, uh, about what all, how to do this. And it, it'll take, it might take me a couple times of actually figuring it out. But, uh, I'll figure it out, hopefully. I'm messaging my co-host right now. Claudia will be on um, probably any time. So, you know, if you guys will hold tight, hang back with me, and we can have some fun here. I'm talking to her right at the moment. I'm sorry, guys. I know this is probably a... Hello. Hey, you finally. Hey, about- I got through. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it would take just a little bit. It it took just a little bit there before, so. Okay. But uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, it's going to be a little bit before Claudia gets on, but we okay. are recording. We're on the air. Um. For those of you that are just listening in, uh, 
This <gasps> is so we're live. Yeah, this is going to be my partner in crime. This is Miss Jennifer Daniels. Dan- Mick Daniels, I'm sorry. Right, don't forget the Mick. Yeah, Jennifer is actually helping me with uh, doing the uh, Harlan, Kentucky CryptoCon 2018 here in Harlan, August the 21st. And uh, she's been... Did such you say a- August? Or, uh, April. I don't... <laughs> I'm tongue-tied. It's been a long day. Dude. Uh, but that's what secretaries are for, remember? To keep you to keep you straight and lined out. Yeah. Well, you're slacking in your job today, buddy. Is all I got to say. How so? It's a rainy day here in Harlan County, Kentucky. It makes one just want to chill and sleep. Exactly. That's what I wish I could be doing at this moment. But I mean, this is even better if you ask me. But Claudia will be on at any time. Until then, we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the bull, as they say, and just talk about whatever comes to mind. Okay. I've um. Actually, actually I guess we could plug our event. Uh, I'll let you do that if you want to, Jennifer. Oh me? Yeah. Yeah, you. <laughs> well, um, certainly, <laughs> um, it is your brainchild. And it's been a wonderful idea, and um, you came to me with the idea, and I have a little bit of background in event planning, so I hope we're making a good team, Um, going around and talking to the people here in Harlan County to get them on board with the event in April. Um, We've touched on something, haven't we? There's there's a real interest there, and it's exciting. They were complimentary of you the businessmen and the civic leaders that we went to about our program. They were complimentary of you. They were complimentary of the event. And they were just complimentary of um, the Bigfoot community as a whole and the research and the enthusiasm that's there, wouldn't you say? Yes, no doubt. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are. And uh, we've got a great lineup of speakers coming to your event and ladies and gentlemen, uh, the event is April the 21st of 2018 in Harlan County, Kentucky, which will be the first annual Harlan, Kentucky CryptoCon. And we have, let's see, let me go down the list here. We've got uh, Ed Brown. And there, if you're, anybody that's in the cryptic community knows who Ed is. Uh, Ed has his own production company called Big, Big Truth Productions. Um, he sits down and does interviews with all people walks that come through the walks of life of being in the Bigfoot community in general. Pretty famous uh, YouTuber, isn't he? Oh yeah, Ed's Ed's up there. I mean, Ed's a great guy. I mean, we both have been able to get to know him through this whole process, and it's it's just been awesome, you know, having him along. And Ed's going to be our MC at this event also, which I'm very very excited about uh, him doing this. Ed is like stepped up. I mean, he's He's been really good at um, giving us advice and guidance for this event, hasn't he? Yes, he has. I mean, uh, he's helping us. He's helped us with marketing and promoing, and even though you, you do most of that, and you keep saying I'm the boss, but you're yep. doing all the work. That's what that's what assistants do, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I keep telling you, I'm going to turn my invoice in, so. 
<laughs> I'll be I'll be expecting that any day then. But you but, were talking about um, the first speaker, Ed, who's also going to be the MC. Where yep. I've discovered he's a real popular YouTuber. He's also pretty respected as a researcher too, isn't he? Yes, no doubt. Uh, we've also had we also have um, Bill Lancaster, who is going to be showing his film uh, Culture Bigfoot. I'm real excited to see that. Um, if you don't yeah. know who Bill is, uh, folks, you need to start getting on YouTube and checking out Darth Bill 68 channel on YouTube, and that will tell you what you need to know about this man. Bill started a little film that he is calling Culture Bigfoot here in Harlan County, Kentucky, about a year, maybe a little bit over a year ago. Uh, he's worked so hard on this film, uh, him and his wife, Amy Lancaster. And I'm just excited for him. I mean, he's going to be at the International Bigfoot Festival this year, and there's there's so many more. And I'm asking him right now to forgive me if I don't name all of them off because I really, <laughs> I really can't remember them. What's but, excited about Bill right now is he went live today. Did you see that? Because he got a big shipment of his... Um documentaries in i know he got a big shipment in but i didn't get to watch his uh his live feed but and on valentine's day he um cultured bigfoot um was included on vitty space is that correct yeah yeah nick roth and um i can't remember the other person that's involved in that but that's 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 pretty big stuff for his documentary and you know he got that not only the big shipment in, it went on Amazon today, too, on Amazon Prime. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting to see. I don't know if I want to get it now and watch it or if I want to wait till our event and watch it and be more excited and, like, you know, keep the suspense up. But right. I'll probably... I, was, I was almost tempted to do that today. Since it's a rainy day, nothing to do, and I'm being lazy, I thought I'm going to watch it. But then I'm like you. I'm like... Maybe I'll just wait to our event. Yeah, but eventually I'll probably cave in and just watch it. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to watching it. I mean, he, like I said, he's put so much hard work into making this film, and I'm so proud of him. You know, and I'm not just saying that just because I know him, right. but I really am. Bill, Bill is one like one of the most nicest people you will ever meet. He's down to earth and just kind of a what you see is what you get type of guy. Exactly, and also at our event, we're going to have um, a Virginia ECBRO's very own lead researcher, Daniel Benoit. I've got to know Daniel over the past couple months of doing this event, and he seems like he's a real great guy. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about his research. Yeah, he's. I've gotten to know him too through all this. I'm I'm new to the Bigfoot community. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even consider myself a bigfooter. I guess. But what's your definition of a bigfooter? Of a squatcher? Of a squatcher, really? A squatcher is, you know, a bigfooter. If you want to call it that, is you know, you got to do research. You got to. Right. Get, you got to. And whether you, most of us start out um, just seeing a video on YouTube, and it gets you hooked. And you just go from there. You do research. You keep watching more videos. And then you get out into the field. You start doing field research. You take what, you're, what you've seen mm-hmm. on the 
videos and apply it to the field research. And then that's when you start getting in, uh, like I did. I got in with uh, Thomas Markham of thecryptocrew.com, and he pretty much like pulled me into all this and and has had me going ever since. And that's been almost two years ago now. And I've learned a lot from Thomas. And, you know, it, it just went from there. And you're, you've already got your foot in the door pretty much because you're getting in with these guys. And when you go to this event, just listen to what they have to say. Yeah, uh, I plan to. I'm really looking forward to it. Take you a notebook and write down notes. I mean, that will help you in your own research if that's what you want to get into. Um, I'm learning from all of them. Ed's helping me out so much, uh, not just learning how to do these, uh, start up my own channel and things like that, but, you know, just in general, he's putting me in touch with people that uh, can help us with this event, and I am in debt to, I'll be in debt to him for the rest of my life. I mean, his, I mean, what more can I say about the man? He's been so good. But uh, not only Daniel, we'll also have Matt Dell from Micro or Mecro, however you want to say that. That's Mountain Empire Research Organization. Tomato, tomato, right? But but that is a good organization that represents well here in the Appalachians. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, we have, uh, let's see, California on there. I think this could be Miss um, Claudia Ackley, the, the young lady that I'm waiting to talk to. Claudia, are you with us? Hi there, yes. Thank you so much for your time. Hello, dear. Thank you for your time. Uh, I know you were so busy, and I, I, but I'm waiting. I was just waiting patiently. That's one thing about me. I've oh, got, thank you. I've, I've got more patience than what I really need, as my wife says. But <laughs> Oh, you're so yeah. kind. Thank you so much. I love your accent, by the way. I love that. Is it Kentucky? <laughs> Ma'am, Eastern Kentucky, Southeastern Wow. Very but, cool. Uh, but, yes, I'm so happy that you are on the show tonight. And uh, before we get into all that, um, I have a special guest host with me tonight who is actually helping me do the event that we are planning here in Harlan that Ed's going to be part of in April. And her name is Jennifer McDaniels. Jennifer, I've heard great things about her. Oh, you have? Don't believe I have. them. Well, if they're great, yes. you can believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. But it's very nice to meet you. And they, you know what? I have to tell people like that are listening, you guys mean so much to Ed and I because you guys are working so hard for this convention and not expecting any money from it. And I think that's so awesome. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm sure others are so grateful because it's a lot of work to put a conference together. And for you guys to take your time and you know, do this for public education, I fully support you. And if there's anything I could ever do for you, please don't hesitate to let me know. Well, so thank, thank you, you so for much. doing that. Thank you. Thank you for those words of encouragement. Um, it was Jimmy's idea. Um, Jimmy's a good guy, and he just, he is. I mean, it's, it's about community education, yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, times are hard here in Appalachia. We have a struggling coal economy. Yeah. Um, people need encouragement, and and I think that's the the genesis of this conference too, wasn't it, Jimmy? Just yes. to give something back to our community. That is so that's so important. Thank you for doing that, Jimmy. You're so awesome. You're but, an awesome blossom chicken possum. <laughs> I love it. So. You're giving me the uh, my head just keeps getting swelled bigger and bigger. <laughs> that's but, okay. But you know, sometimes that's okay. You but know? 
it's it really uh, I just got tired of just talking about wanting to do things for the community because I there's a lot of people my age and I'm I'm going to be turning forty soon. Oh, and you're young. A lot, of, a lot of people my age they just are talking and not doing. So I've got tired of talking and decided to put my foot down and start doing. And this amen, was a, amen. You know, I agree with, with you a hundred percent. Yeah, without uh, Jennifer, I wouldn't be able to do this. Jennifer was the one. She's a marketing and promo genius. She knows genius? how to do this. Yeah, yeah and I, you know what? Genius? She's doing a great job. Genius. <laughs> it's so organized. I don't. I mean, I've seen some some things from you guys, and I'm like thinking you are so organized, and it's, it's going to be a wonderful event. Wonderful event. And well, you have some great speakers there. So that's funny that's that you say organized. It's so funny that you say that because I'm on my bed right now with papers everywhere, oh, files cool. everywhere. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's a lot of work, but it's so fun, and you get to be like it's fun to like gather around and talk to different people from different parts, you know. And 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 what's your story, and why did you get into this? And you learn so much going to a conference. It's so important. So it, it's it's a great thing to go to the conferences. So and it's also education for people. So yeah, but you know, I have a story to tell you that was kind of it's a neat story. But I worked at the International Bigfoot Conference the first year helping Russ, and um. There's a father that came in with a son, and I was like, like at the ticket booth welcoming people in, and this um, little boy came and he gave me like, <laughs> like a whole bunch of wadded ones and stuff that you could tell was like from a piggy bank, you know, and he he hands it to me and I give him his receipt and his like badge and and then like the little boy walked away and he was like 13 years old and like the dad said, hey, you know, he goes he's been spending he's been waiting and like saving his money for this like this conference, and I thought that was so like cool that this little boy. Awesome. Was like it's so that that like he saved his money for a whole year, you know, to to come to the conference. Wow. So I, I went and got like Cliff and other people rest. I'm like, this little boy needs like VIP attention, you know. So it was kind of it was so neat to see that. That's so, good to hear. Yeah, definitely. That's we're great. hoping to we're hoping to include um, children in this event okay. as well, aren't we, Jimmy? To encourage them to become active in the outdoors. Oh yeah, that's great. That was one of the one of the reasons why we wanted to do this. You know, kids they stay at home so much uh, where their parents are working these days, and they stay in front of the computer and the television yeah. and the the video games. Uh, that's me growing up. I was always in the woods. I never liked being in the home. I was always had to be out doing things, and for to see kids these days playing video games and sitting in front of the TV, it breaks my heart. It really does. It does, too, and I, I, I refuse that. So, um, in fact, like I told my daughters the day that we had our sighting, I said, like, we're going to put, like, the electronics away. We're going to go out there because a lot of kids don't get the exercise they should be getting and um, and the beauty of God, like what God has given us, like the mountains and everything. I think it's so important for kids to stay healthy and, and do things um, instead of, like, in front of the – the TV or, or or the computer or phones, you know, it's so important. So that's, I agree with you guys so yes, much. Yes, that's right. And and I can tell you, you know what you're doing with those girls, getting them out, <laughs> oh, things like that. That's just wonderful. That warms my heart to see that. Um, well, now that we're talking about sightings and stuff, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, now, I want you to tell all of our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your research. Okay. Um, my name is Claudia Ackley, and I'm, I think I'm like 45. <laughs> I'm not sure. I lost track. But I, um, 
I've worked in the medical profession for 15 years, working with cancer patients, um, hospice patients, also a pharmacy technician. I worked in a hospital. I loved my life. I was married for 20 years, had two daughters. Unfortunately, I had to file for divorce, but it's all for the better for everybody. And um, what happened was, um, well, what else? I have two daughters. One is uh, 15 now and one's 11. So um, I'll, do you want me to go ahead and tell you about my my how I got started into this, um, this business, the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot world. But yeah. in 1997, um, I was young and I had a couple of roommates and um, we decided to go on to Yosemite National Park, beautiful park. And we decided to go to Upper Falls. There's like a Lower Falls and then there's an Upper Falls. And it's like a huge hike. It takes about five hours to hike that trail. I was young back then. And, um, you know, we, we, we packed our tent, everything up there. So once we got up there, it was about a five-hour like hike or so, and we noticed that when we got up there, we found a place near the river, but there was nobody else staying there. It was just like us dummies out there. When people would go up there and then like take pictures and then go back down the trail, you know, and then it stopped. It stopped like it started becoming really slow. You'd, you'd see like one person as it was getting later. So we decided to have um, you know dinner and everything was perfect, beautiful. It was just us three in, in the woods. Now before this, we had to go get a, a fire permit, so they they told us. Um, be careful with bears because they're very aggressive here. They'll, they want your food. So, you know, they, they told us about bear safety. So at this point, um, we were ready for bed, and I noticed that there was a box of granola bars inside the tent that my roommate left. And I looked at him, and I remember saying, like, hey, like, do you want to get rid of this, like, t- this granola bars? And he goes, no, like, we're, we're okay. And we were irresponsible and dumb, of course, you know, that age. And um, so we went to bed, all three of us, and um, we were tired, and we were, like, uh, sleeping in the sleeping bags when we all of a sudden heard this growl that was so gut-wrenching that, like, we, like, my friend Curtis and I, we both, like, sat up from, like, our sleeping bags, and we just, like, (laughs) we're like, oh, my God, what was that noise? What was that? And the other roommate that I had, he just was frozen in fear and started praying. I remember him praying. So what happened was I I told him granola bars, like, like, in the tent. So he starts to get the granola bars, and at that point I look for a flashlight, and he starts to unzip the tent, and he throws the granola bars as far as he could away from, like, the tent. We're thinking it's a bear. So I get the flashlight, and I'm looking. Well, when I look at the wood line, I see something huge, like, brown and, like, walking into the woods. And it was walking, not like an animal. Like, you know, when a bear, you could see a bear, like, on fours. And that was – but it was, like, a split second. Then I was like, what? We were like, what was that? What was that? And that night, like, as, as soon as, like, sunrise hit, like, we got – we packed and we left. We could not find the box of granola bars. We don't know what took it. So for years, that always like, what was that? You know, and when I was young, I wasn't very confident. I, I, I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. So um, I kept that to myself for years and years. And now that I'm older and I feel confident and um, I, I was married, I, had, I was a stay-at-home mom at one point. So um, I was talking to a friend of mine. We're talking about scary experiences. I told her about that, and she said, maybe it was a Sasquatch. And I'm like, like, what's that? Like, I didn't really know what that was. I kind of even laughed at her. So, but then I, my curiosity got to me. I got on YouTube and I started watching just YouTube channels about Sasquatch. And um, there's a beautiful woman named Barbara Shoup. She's in Greenwater, Washington. She's got a YouTube channel. Um, I did not have a Facebook account at that time. I, I was very like private. And I started watching all of her videos and she was explaining like what she's experiencing out there. So she invited me to come stay with her for a week, like at, in the woods, you know, with her. So I, I took her up on her offer, and I went, and it was the most amazing week of my entire life. And the, 
the reason why I'm telling you that is because we had everything that is related to a Sasquatch happen. Like, I'm very, uh, I need to see it to believe it. I don't want her to show me, like, old prints. I want to find my own prints. That's the kind of person that I am. And I, I, I mean, we experienced screams at night, um, growls, um, rocks being thrown at us, everything you could experience as far as a Sasquatch. And one day, we, we were walking on the trail. There was about ten of us. Now, she has a YouTube channel, so she doesn't tell us when she um, turns on her camera because she wants everything to be as natural as possible. And she, you know, she would turn it on. She wouldn't tell us when. But she, she pulled us off the trail, and she said, look, you guys, I want to show you this, this tree that's been twisted type thing, this structure. So we walked off the trail, and then you see me on the camera, and you see that, like, I, I feel that something's watching us. You know that eerie feeling that you get? And, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I feel like we're not alone. But I don't want to say anything, you know, like, be weird, you know, of course. So on the camera, you see me look, and sure enough, like, we, we did eye contact. There was about a five-foot Sasquatch hanging with one arm on the tree. And as soon as, like, as soon as, like, we had eye contact, he looked so scared of being, like, detected that he jumped from the tree. He scratched with, with one arm. I saw, like, nails. He had black nails. He, he fell down the tree. He jumped off the tree. He took two bipedal steps and then went on all fours and took off. Um, and, and I was thinking in my head, what is this Washington creature? <laughs> what just happened? Barb, what's happening? <laughs> you know, I, I was like not – because you can tell your – you've never seen one before, and you could, like, mentally prepare yourself to see one. It, it won't happen because I was mentally prepared to see one. And actually, I thought I'm not going to see one, but it'll be fun to talk to people that have, you know, and that's why I went, never expecting to see one. So the only thing that was unusual about this encounter, and it's very popular, it's called the cloaked Bigfoot, was on the camera, the creature looks translucent, almost like a predator-type look to it. But I saw it with my eyes. It had hair. I saw its enormous eyes, solid black eyes. And um, he looked very scared, you know. And, and that, that moment for me changed my life. I thought, oh, my gosh, they are real. So that question for me was now answered. Now I wanted to learn about them. So that changed my life so much that I was in a very unhealthy relationship, marriage, and I decided, you know what, I got to change. So I unfortunately had to file for divorce, but it's for the better. I lost 125 pounds working out, and um, I started talking to researchers and, you know, dedicating myself to, to, the, to, to the Sasquatch and learning about them. I've traveled, like, with Adam Davies and high, high researchers out in the woods, you know, and um, I've met wonderful, wonderful, loving people that I love so much, like, um, in, the, in the Bigfoot community. So um, that happened. So we decided to move to the woods here in Southern California, not even thinking um, I'm going to, I'm here for the woods because of Sasquatch. I just, it happened to fall. Like it, it was a perfect um, opportunity for me to move up here because it's a beautiful house and like the payments were affordable. So I took, um, I took Ed on a hike. We went on like a date night and there's three trees that have been pushed down um, on this trail. And the funny thing is, is that when I'm new in this neighborhood, I would accidentally, it's like five times in a row, I would like, not not in a row, five times, I was like at the end of this trail. And I'm like, that's weird. I always end up on this like end of a trail. So then I thought in my head, like, I'm going to take Ed out here just for fun, just so we can go do something together. So we did. We went that day. We went Facebook Live. We had a great time. We were like kids in the woods. And, and I said, Ed, look, like these, these the trees have been pushed down walking the trail. It's so weird, you know? And, and he's like, yeah, but it's probably nothing. You know, he's very skeptic. So I'm like, all right. So we left. And then a couple of days later, my, my daughters, um, they did their homework and I made dinner. It was like six o'clock at night. It gets dark around seven. 
I said, girls, do you want to go on a hike? And they're like, yeah, you know, so they were excited. And um, I decided to, um, I decided to take them on, on, on a hike. And I told them, I said, look, like if there's a bear, you never run from a bear ever. I said, you never show fear ever. Don't ever show fear. And also like mountain lions always follow you from the back. They, they creep on, they creep up on you and you have to be very careful. Always look at your surroundings. When you go hiking, you always look behind you and look for a marker because when you come back the other way going home, you know, I was giving them like the safety things about hiking. So, um, what happened was the my youngest daughter Jenna was like um in the front and then my middle daughter was in the middle and I was in the back and we were having a great time skipping and I took a picture right before our encounter which was really it's good but my dog froze for a minute and I didn't know why but I saw my daughter um walk on the trail and then she 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 looked left to right like as she's following something I could see her turn her head and then I saw her she froze completely froze and in my heart, I'm thinking, oh, no, like she sees something. That's not good. So, And then I see my daughter. I'm, th- I'm watching her, and I see my, my daughter. She catches up to her at that point. And then my daughter and the middle daughter, she freezes, completely freezes, hands on the side like they are panicked. But I know this as, a, as their mom. So what I did is I ran as fast as I could. And at this point, I didn't even think anything was going to happen. I had, like, my nursing shoes on. I ran, like, as fast as I could in front of them. And I ran about 20 feet in front of them, and bam, he was right there. And I, I, I could not believe what I was looking at. And I was asking my daughter, like, as I'm running to it, I stopped, and then I started walking towards it because I thought, no, I'm just seeing shadows. This is not real. This is, I don't know why I reacted that way. I wasn't scared, but I was like, oh, this, is, this looks just like a Sasquatch. That's so cool, you know, and wow, that's, you know, and, and then all of a sudden I could see him turn his head. And I'm like, oh, and then I, I, I thought in my head, okay, don't get any closer. So I I start asking my daughters, do you see a head? Do you see shoulders? Do you see this? And they're like, yes, yes. My youngest daughter starts going, mommy, mommy, like I want to go home. I want to go home. Starts to panic. And being in the medical profession, you don't want people to panic when there's like a crisis. You always want to keep your um, environment calm. So I turned around to them and I said, girls, like stop. Like it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like don't panic. Don't show fear. And I don't know why I'm not like that. I'm not like that kind of a mom that like yells at her kids, you know, and um, they did. They, they they contained themselves. And then I raised my hands up in the air and I said, I come in peace. And I don't know why I said that, but I did. And at that point, my daughter starts videotaping it, like behind me. Didn't even know she was videotaping it. And I commend her for that because I had my cell phone in my hand. And for a split second, I thought, videotape it. And I'm like, no, no, like I can't point anything at it because I was afraid he was going to come at me. So um, I told my daughter, slowly turn around, do not run, and just slowly turn around and just start walking away. So sure enough, they turn around and they start walking away. But before this, I could see him rock back and forth. It was weird, like just rocking. And then it started getting faster, like the rocking. And I'm thinking, please don't come, please, because I will jump on. Even though I know I can't take out, like not that I want to hurt a Sasquatch, but I will do what I can to protect my children by all means. So um, we get to the car, and let me tell you, like I've never been so happy to see my car. I was so happy to see my car. And I'm like, girls, like there's our car. We're going to be okay, you know, and um, – my daughter at that point in the car tells me, mom, like there was, there was two of them and they ran across from me. And that like was stunning to me because I thought it was just the one there and I should know better because they're never alone, but I didn't see anything except that one. I was just focused on the one that was in front of me. And, um, are you guys there? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talk, dear. You just keep, continue going. Okay. So, um, 
Now, is I, it true that um, that you called 911? About I didn't call 911. I called the Forest Service, not 911. Okay. Because it, it wasn't like a 911 emergency at that point. Um, I, I, when I saw the car, I knew we were going to be okay. I mean, I could have called Ed, you know, and, but I, I was so like, when something like that happens to you, your brain goes into like, it's weird. It's like, you, you can't believe what you just saw. It's almost like a surreal moment, it's, and I can't even describe it. Um, and like, there was a wood knock at that, at that moment on the camera, on the footage, and I didn't even remember hearing a wood knock because I always listen for wood knocks or anything. But I didn't hear it at the time, you know. But uh, so when my daughter said, well, she goes, first, when I was like, she said when I was coming out, she said, I, I, I heard and saw, I thought it was a fox at first, but then it came out of the bushes. And she said that the first one in front of her was looking at her as I was running forward. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, can you imagine running in the woods? But, you know, we look forward when we're running. We look to see where we're stepping so we don't get hurt. And he's just running. And she said he had, the, he gave me a, she goes, he gave me a dirty look. And then she said, like, the one behind it didn't even look at her. He was just looking at the one in front of him. And then they ran behind the big one. And I whooped at it because I, when when I had the encounter with, like, the creature, I, I wanted him to know that I know about you, even though, like, I don't even know what the word means. It could be food for all I know, you know. And I whooped at it, and then that's when he turned around and just stared at me like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, what did you just say? You know, like, that's the expression that I, I – he just – he didn't look very um happy to see us. Now, for me to describe what he looked like, he looked like a Neanderthal man. And, like, one of his heads was, like, three of ours, enormous, like, barrel-chested. And um, he had, like, orangutan-like color hair. And his hair was all over the place. It wasn't like some people have sightings where it was, like, nice and smooth and clean. And this one was not, like, it just looked like it's been through a lot. You know, it looked like it's not well-groomed. And... um he almost had like a raccoon like mask on his eyes because his eyes were all solid black and huge, huge. He had big ears, like human ears, but they were big. Like he had big ears. Um, he didn't open his mouth. He didn't, I didn't see his teeth. And I just saw him from the chest up. So when I was face-to-face with him, I thought he was standing by a tree. But little did I know that there's an embankment. So we were face-to-face, but he was 30 feet up on a tree just watching the trail. So... um I, I we went back. Ed and I did a Facebook live. We went back, and you know, he. I, I came home, and I, I was thinking, you guys, like, so he's a, he's a, he's a researcher. I'm a researcher. I come home. I he, he says like, hey, how was your hike? It was good. We ran into a Sasquatch. You know, he'd be right. You know, like, no, like he did not. You know what I mean? It's so surreal. And I'm thinking in my head, like, how am I going to tell Ed? Like, I mean, nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to believe me. So I came home, and and Ed knew right away something was wrong with me. He said, what's wrong? Like, you need to tell me what's wrong. And then I told him, I said, Ed, like, something happened. There's a Sasquatch out there. And then my girls were just, like, pale. I was pale. And he said, and then my daughter says, I videotaped it. And I go, what? Like, I didn't even know she videotaped it. So she sent me the video, and um, apparently what what happened was uh, he looked at the video, and he was, like, he got it on his laptop. He's trying to debunk it. He's like, well, it's definitely a man looking at you. I'm like, no, no, this was a man, but like a Neanderthal man. Yes, but I said it. it <laughs> so we went back the next day. Um, we did a comparison sh- uh, shot with, like, my daughter's iPhone, same time of day, um, almost the same weather, with no creature, obviously, in the tree. And then we found um, some forensic police officers came, and um, they found a 22-inch footprint with five toes, heel, mid-torsal break. Then we found a 13-inch print where the other ones came out of the, like, where the ones ran in front of my daughter. We found one 13-inch print. And um, I, I that so that moment like was was 
and it, it was an amazing experience, but very scary. For a while, I was like telling Ed, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like, this is crazy. Like, I don't want anything to do with these, like, creatures. I'm done. Like, I was done, done. I went through, like, an emotional, like, weird, like, oh, my gosh, that's so surreal. But then I decided that I needed to call the Forest Service to report what we experienced. So I called the Forest Service. I didn't even know who to call for, for one. You know, like you said, did I call 911? No, but, I like, I had a hard time just calling a non-emergency phone number. So I called the dispatch, and I, I said, hello, my name is Claudia Ackley. Like, this is really hard for me, but I want to report a Sasquatch. And she got quiet on the phone, and I'm like, hello, hello, you know, and she's quiet, doesn't even know what to say to me, doesn't know if this is like a joke or if this is real. And, you know, she said, okay, she goes, I'm not sure who to um, give you to, if, if it's a forest service or a fishing game. And I said, okay, fair enough, you know, and what happened was, um, she goes, they'll call you within five minutes. So they ended up calling me in five minutes, and I said, hello, my name is Claudia Ackley, like, I was on the trail with my daughters. I said, we saw a Sasquatch. There was actually three that day. You can interview me. I can offer you a drug test, a lie detector test, and a, like a psych evaluation, whatever you want. I want to tell you what we saw. And so she, she wanted to see the video. She goes, let me see the video. So I enlarged the video for her, showed her the pictures, explained everything that I just explained to you guys. And then she says to me, she goes, well, my supervisor's here with me, and he's going to try to explain to you what you saw. And I thought that was interesting. Like, she doesn't know I'm a researcher, right? So yeah. I said, okay. So she gets on her cell phone, and she texts him something. And when she was looking at my video, and I was showing her the footprints, like, she did, like, a sigh. Like, in my opinion, like, if I, could, if I have an opinion on what I thought she thought was, oh, my gosh, she got a video of a Sasquatch. But she didn't say anything like that. So she messages him, and then her phone goes off. She looks at me. She looks at her cell phone. She goes, you saw a bear. And I go, no, no, I did not see a bear. No. She goes, yeah, you did. I said, no, I did not. Like, I was going back and forth. I am so stubborn, and I am feisty. Like, no. Like, I said, no. You are you are not going to tell me I saw a bear. In this picture, I want you to sh- uh, show me where the snout is. Show me where the ears are. And then I said, what are the what are the toes? A 22-inch footprint with toes? Like, what is that? That's not a bear. What is it? And she goes, well, there's a lot of homeless people out in the woods. And I'm like, come on. Like, let's be real. Like, who's going to be 22-inch barefoot, like, walking in the woods? where I saw the creature, come on, you know, and I, and I was, and then I told her, I said, I want, I want to tell you something, woman to woman, like, human being to human being, I get you have a job to do, but what you're doing is so not okay, it's not okay, I, I understand, like, why you're doing it, but it's not okay, and she's like, you know, yeah, she's like, I get it, so then she hands me, like, a pamphlet of a bear, like, how to protect yourself against bears, and then I look at it, and I'm like, what's this for, and she goes, well, it's, it's to protect yourself against bears, I said, I don't need, like, a bear pamphlet. Do you have a Sasquatch pamphlet? <laughs> you know? And she's like, no, you know. And um, at the, and I was very respectful. Don't get me wrong. I was very respectful. I also recorded our conversation, but I can get in trouble for sharing that. But I wanted, you know, for my own, like, um, document, you know. And I, I felt just, when she left, I felt ashamed. I felt dumb. I felt like, gosh, like, this is this is so wrong. Like, you know, and we had a good encounter. Can you imagine if someone who didn't have an encounter but before she left, I, I said, now I have some questions to ask you. I said, has anyone ever been hurt on this trail? And she said, no. And she goes, well, she goes, there was a Boy Scout troop, and he didn't listen to his troop master, so he had food in his tent. And that night, a bear got in his tent, and he was hurt very, very, very badly. She goes, it was tragic. Like, And then I said, well, I was thinking in my head, was it a bear? You know, so at that point, um, <clears throat> 
I said, I want to ask you another question. Has anybody ever reported a Sasquatch sighting there? She said, nope, like right away. I said, so within the four minutes that I talked to you on the telephone and you came to my house, you researched that to tell me no? And she said, well, yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I take care of the Lake Arrowhead area, and no, no one's ever reported it here. I'm like, I didn't believe it. You know, I just don't believe it. So at that point, I, I, I was really sad for a while, and I thought, like, it's not okay. This is enough is enough. There are people that have thousands of encounters. They're everywhere. I'm sorry, the Sasquatch are everywhere. And, you know, I have people that message me at least 20 messages a day on Messenger. Claudia, thank you so much for doing this. Like, I, I had this situation happen to me. I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming to me. Like, and no one has ever taken the government to court. I, I don't understand that. And it's, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to go about it. So I was listening to Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes, and Todd Standing was like, um, he was being interviewed, and he was talking about suing the Canadian government. So I'm like, it was like a ding in my head. I'm like, ding. So I called I called Todd, and him and I have never been friends. We were Facebook friends for a long time, but um, as far as uh, like us talking or anything like that, no. Like I knew he did a documentary, and but I called him and I said, look, like this is my situation. I want to change things. I want to sue the California government. Can you help me? He's like, I'll be there next month. And sure enough, he flew from Canada. And, you know, he's a great person. And, like, I asked him some hard questions because I'm very, like, to the point. I'm I'm not aggressive, but I'm very, like, I want the truth. And, you know, um, I said, I want to know. Like, I asked him some hard questions, you know, and, and he answered them. And I said, okay. And, and and it was to my standings. You know, it was to my my – I felt better asking him the questions that I asked him because he's very controversial about hoaxing videos. And I said, look, like, if you've ever hoaxed a video, I want you to tell me right now because – this is a big deal to me, and I don't want to associate with anything like that. And he said, Claudia, I promise you no. And I believe him. He told me a lot of stories, and um, we got to bond, you know, for a week. We worked really hard, and this man has gone out, like, in the woods, like, months at a time by himself, sleeping in bushes, but not, like, sleeping bags, not tents, but, like, in bushes. So um, we worked really hard for three days, and um, um, I have a friend who's an attorney, and she helped me, like, file the, the paperwork and everything. So on January 18th, I filed in court um, for de- their derelict of duty, which means that they're not doing their job. They're not going to investigate um, when they when somebody calls in and they have a concern or if they had a sighting. They don't know what to do. I still want the government to put something together to help people in the public um, have a place to go to or, or do an investigation, help people, public um the public needs help, you know, and I, I just, I'm trying to get things together right now. So, um, and I also want protection of the species as well, because I do love the Sasquatch. I love them. I want nothing to, I don't want a body. I don't want them to get hurt. I believe they live in family, like clans, and I believe they love each other, you know, and um, so that's, that's basically <laughs> my story. I'm sorry. I know I ramble a lot. No, you, that, that is just amazing that you went through all this and you, you have a, you know for a fact you have a long road ahead of you with this. Oh, question. of course, yes. And I am one behind you one hundred percent. Thank you. Uh, Specifically, your lawsuits with the Department of Fish and Wildlife and Natural Resources, correct? Yes, and also not the mayor of um, California, but the man below the mayor, John Laird, who's in kind of, a, and he's in charge of the fish and wild game. Why do you so. think that um, authorities? seem to be so dismissive of, you, uh, of the Sasquatch? 
Yes, and of, of reports in general. I, I, I always, people ask me that. Like, I was on a radio show and somebody asked me, like, why is the government hiding it? Why? I said, I don't know. Like, I, I asked the government, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's biblical, because that that's going to be affected. And then, I have a tremendous amount of, like, I worry a lot because I'm thinking, like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, because I don't want to cause any grief to anybody, but I want the truth. And if the truth is something that's going to be painful, then it's going to be painful. But I think logging industry, like, they don't want to, they make a lot of money in, in the logging industry. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the finances, in my opinion. I do, too. Um, I mean, just here in eastern Kentucky alone, in the county where we live, there's a lot of logging that's going on, and it's just running the wildlife out into the neighboring hood, you know, the neighborhoods, yeah. and it, it's it's a shame. But it is, it is. They need they need a home, you know. It's just yeah. But I, I always ask myself questions like why, like why are they hiding this? Like they, because I went honestly when I went to Washington, like I've never been out in the woods. Like after the, my Yosemite experience, and when I was looking at the structures out there, I was like, how in the world? I thought this in my head. How in the world does the government not know these exist? There's no way. There's no way. I mean, I saw things that were not human-made, and they weren't like it was a natural deadfall. <laughs> it was things that were put, you know. It was something that something with hands lifted this, and something very strong. But, you know, Adam Davies and I, we went to, like, Oregon and Dan Lindholm, Ed. We hiked for about a week, and it's like, deep in the Oregon woods, and we found things that were like, oh, my gosh, you know. How is, I can't even phantom how they even did this. And I just don't understand. And all I want to ask the judges, send a biologist, send a PhD, send send whoever you want. Judge, come out with Todd, and he will show you. He, you can you can experience it for yourself. You know, yeah. like we we want to invite them. Come on out. So well, that's what we're wonder, trying to tell them. You know. I just wonder if they do anyway. If they have, and it's just information. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have. Well, do you know? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they know. So. Why they hide it? I don't know. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people say to me, like, Claudia, like, we're so scared for you, and be careful because, you know, like, all these horrific stories of the men in black, and, but so far, I mean, some weird things have happened, but nothing, like, I haven't been followed home, and, you know, what's funny is the other day I got in a car accident, <laughs> this, this, this lady, like, hit my car, it was really light, but at first I thought, oh my gosh, you're coming to get me, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so funny how you get so paranoid, you know, it's this, but it was nothing, but I always wonder, you know, like, nothing's happened so far to me. And um, I I sat with my daughters, and I asked my daughters, I said, girls, like, I love you, and you are my life. Like, I don't want you to suffer, and I want to do the, the right thing. But if this is going to be too hard on you guys, like, at school, if, like, your friends make fun of you, I won't do it. And my daughter said to me, like, Mom, like, if you don't do something, I would be disappointed. And my little one's like, you know, they think that you're the, you're the cool Bigfoot mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Well, there you go. That's all the validation that you need right there. Yeah, that's all I need. And Ed, you know, he was just so supportive and everything. And But I, I, I want answers now. And I think you guys, like, it's it's enough. Enough's enough. You know, I, I, the missing 411, you know, and it's just like I, people ask me, why are you doing this? Like, why? Just leave, leave it alone. I said, no. Because I said, see, when we go out to the woods, we take a chance of running into a bear, a rattlesnake, mountain lions, and we take that chance. That's, but, but, but we know it's out there. We we know what to look out for, right, so we can protect ourselves. But, like, the Sasquatch are there as well. And I'm not saying they're all bad because I don't want people to think that I'm talking that they're, like, murderers. You know, they're not, you know. But I, I believe that people need to know the truth and then let them make a choice to go out in the woods or not. Let them make that choice. Exactly. But, but that's, that's my opinion, you know. It's just 
it was like, honestly, if I would have known that they would have been out there, I would have taken, never taken my daughters ever out there. No. There's no way. It would no be way. cool if at least um, the officials, the authorities, whoever out there, would at least start acknowledging it to a degree, you know, not just be so dismissive yeah. and say, this is something that we are starting to look into. Right. You know, That's and what like, they need to. And it seems like I'm new to the field. You know, I'm just a little yeah. event planner here from Appalachia. <laughs> I'm not a researcher. <laughs> but it just it just appears to me that they're just so dogmatic against it. That, you know, yeah. And, and, Why? And, and that in and of itself is um, is weird. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an honest person. And, um, like, I think, you know, I don't know if I'm going to win this case. It's going to be really hard to win this case. And I'm, I'm real. Like, but at least, like, maybe in 50 years, 75 years, 100 years, they're going to, something's going to happen where somebody's going to, like, say, you know what, like, she tried this, let's try that. Maybe that will help someone, you know. And me even talking right now about this, I'm sure that people now are aware. Like, I had a reporter come to my house, and he was, a, like, full skeptic. And he was rolling his eyes, and, you know, and <laughs> I was trying to be polite. And um, he had the editor here, and I was explaining everything to him. And then I told him at the very beginning, I said, look, like, I know you're a skeptic. I get it. I used to be like you, too. But I said, just give me a chance. Like, give me a chance. Let me show you what I saw. So once he went out in the woods with me and I showed him where he was, the creature, and I explained, like, the Ron Moorhead, like, they have language. They, I told him everything. He, like, at the end said, thank you. He goes, I never thought I would ever say this, but I believe, I believe in it now. Like, I, I have no doubt looking at your video, looking at where the creature was, your testimony, like eyewitnesses, thank you, you know. So, well, you know, I believe that we can help the, the the public, just like what you guys are doing. And my hat goes off to you so much. I I love what you guys are doing for the the, the conference. So, but anyway, I, I let's see. Jimmy, is your head get any bigger? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to try to be uh, one of those type of people. Now, I am going to be like this. I'm, yeah. When I started this. You know, I made my mind up a long time ago. I'm going to listen to all types of sightings. I'm not going to judge anyone because I'm a Christian. For foremost, I believe in God, and God doesn't want me to judge other people, and I'm not going to, and I refuse to. Second, I have never had a sighting now myself. And you know what? I, have to, I, I agree, but... Uh, the way I'm going to say this in court, I believe God led me there for a reason. I don't think anything is a coincidence at all. And I feel God protected us that day. And I'm not afraid of using the word God. You know, it's just... Um, oh, thank you for that. Oh, I, 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 he's to me, you know, and a lot of people like the church people are calling me going, you're dealing with Nephilim. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and I'm like, nobody knows what it is. <laughs> nobody knows what it is. And I... What I've seen is flesh and blood, you know, they're flesh and blood creatures and, you know, and, you know, honestly, like, it's just that our minds, when we're little, like, our, like you know, when you're, you have a baby, you teach a baby, like, a picture of a dog, you say dog and cat and apple, well, like, nobody's ever trained our minds to say, like, Sasquatch, and I told Todd standing that he's going to have a baby, I said, have your wife and you teach your baby, like, pictures of a Sasquatch, and let's see how that baby is, like, once, if she ever, he, or if she ever sees a Sasquatch, if it won't be so traumatic. I think it's just that we are told in our minds when we're little that they're monsters, they're not real, and then all of a sudden they are real, so it's a kind of a shock to our system type thing. 
like we're not wired to understand what we're seeing. Exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, now I know in the uh, when we were talking today on Messenger, you estimated this thing right around eight hundred pounds and nine feet yes. tall. Eight hundred pounds. That yeah. is a big boy or girl, is all. I've yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it was a boy. He looked like male. He looked like a male. He was so big. And when but people would tell me like, oh, they're so big. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I, I heard, you know. But when you see it, it's like, it, it, you take a gasp of air because you feel so vulnerable because it could take you out in a second. And people are so like, you know, the the, the people that want to bash me, they say like, well, she had her cell phone, right? Why didn't she videotape it? And I tell them like, would you go in front of a, a wild African elephant and stand in front of it and say, cheese, you know, you don't, it's not realistic. Like really, it's not realistic. When I took Todd out there, he had his camera ready. I'm like, get your camera ready because <laughs> they are here, you know. So get your camera ready. But he had his re- he had his camera ready to go. But uh, speaking as a photographer uh, too, there is a shock value and it's real. Yeah. You know, I've I've gotten that before because I've been you know out in the woods and had bear sightings, um, bobcat sightings, and they're like, Jen, why don't you get a picture? <clears throat> and in all honesty, you freeze because yeah. just the moment is so awesome and majestic. And yeah. you know, kind of fearful too. So, yeah. and then you know, wildlife is wildlife. They're they're gonna as fast as you see them, they're gone. So you lose that moment. But you know, I think that's a valid point too. And speaking as a photographer, I've experienced that. Yeah. So you've got your camera in hand. You're ready to you're ready to rock and roll. But it, you just the moment in and of itself just just dumbfounds you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, you know, like, I've had good experiences with the Sasquatch, too, and, like, I mean, I've heard great stories like this. Oh, you know what else I wanted to say that made me do, that gave me, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is why I want public education so much. There was these two men in Ohio. They were cousins. They were on a boat. I'm not sure if you guys heard the story, but um, they were fishing at night, and they had rocks starting to get thrown at them, and one of the brothers has a violent temper, you know, kind of... um, he, he he started noticing, and he said, like, this guy is throwing rocks at me. This big, like, African-American is throwing, like, rocks at me. And he got really, really upset. So um, he starts paddling to the shore, and his cousin was like, you know, just calm down. It's not a big deal. Just let's just leave. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to leave. He thought, you know, he, it hit me. Like, one of the rocks hit the guy, so he got really upset. So what he did is he paddled to the boat, and he grabbed some rocks. And what he did is he threw a bunch of rocks into the wood line, screaming at, like, this person, he thought, that was throwing rocks. And within, like, a couple seconds later, this Sasquatch comes running at him, picks him up, and throws him 60 feet back in the water. Broke his ribs, punctured lung. And he said that, like, the, the, the cousin the cousin that was there, he, uh, he was in so much shock. He had a gun with him, but he was so much in shock, he didn't know what to do. You know, and this is, like, at night. And the, the Sasquatch also threw, like, a log at him, and, it, like, it, it hit the, the cousin in the back of the head. So this poor guy, like, they went to the hospital. This man's hysterical saying, there was a Sasquatch. Like, that's what happened to us. Like, you know, and they they were all laughing at him, all of them. Like, there's no such thing as a Sasquatch. It, you know, like, what are you guys on, you know, type thing. So, you know, I, I bet if that man was aware of, he knew about the Sasquatch species, like, that means get away. Like, you're too close, move. He, he wouldn't have never been hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I want this education. But then I've heard great stories where, like, a little boy got lost in the woods, and um, he uh, he was little, like three years old, and you know he got 
far away from his camp, and the re- the the search and rescue started like looking for him. And from what I understand, is like the the female Sasquatch grabbed him. I and mean, when they talk about grab, they didn't like pick him up like we do, like our kids. Like they dragged him <laughs> back to like the 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 search and rescue. And the female Sasquatch started whistling until like they heard, and then they came and rescued the little boy. When they saw the little boy, they said, "Like, where did the whistles come from? Like, how are you whistling?" And, he's, and then the little boy said, "Like the hairy woman, like the hairy woman." You know, he was little. So those are great stories that I hear too. You know, Definitely. so. Yeah. Um, now, I'm I'm looking through my phone here, and I noticed one of the pictures that you sent me today, where it's your daughter, and I think that might be you up in front of the dog, and I've noticed that the dog is looking. Yes, that's where we had the encounter. And the dog knows that there's something up. I mean, just by looking at the body language, you can tell that there's something going on because he is froze, and Very. I don't know. Is that is that your other daughter ahead? Yeah, that's the 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 white. You, you could see my daughter. She's like walking away, and like and then my dog freezes, and then it's my daughter posing, my middle daughter, in, in that picture. And, and then I'm, um, and he's just there's but, something going on. I mean, you can tell because he's froze in his tracks, and your daughter is ahead of him. That's one of yeah. the weird things that I've noticed about this picture because usually if you have a pet out with you. Uh, they'll stay right where the kids are at, or they go in the front. Like most, she usually goes in the front of all of us, like all the time. So, oh, but too. the weird thing is, she walked right in front of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see her in the video, but she's a puppy as well. She was a puppy then, but I, I don't know. If, but she, she didn't even realize like what was happening. She, I, I see her walking in the movie on, on the video. I'm sorry, not movie, but uh, it was very unusual. <laughs> but yeah, she did freeze, and I didn't, I, I didn't know. When I saw her freeze and then I saw my daughter freeze, then that at that point I knew something's there, like something's there. I started to panic a little bit, you know. Yeah, and, and the just the pictures that you sent me of this thing, I mean, I shouldn't call it a thing, you know. To me, they are a type of people. Uh, yeah. We really don't know. They could be Native American for all we know. I know. Uh, we're, we're really never going to know until a body is found, and then I really don't believe that we would hear – much about it because you know for a fact the government will swoop in and do what they can to right. get the But I agree. I, you you I, know um no oh, go ahead I'm sorry. I can make out a, <laughs> a brow line, nose, cheekbones. I yeah. mean it's amazing at these pictures that you sent me, and uh, I, I mean I'm I'm a, I'm at a loss for words, and uh, I really don't know what to say. But, oh, thank you. I I feel that God like placed that for us, you know. And, exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I feel like I I'm on a mission. This is my. You know how we all feel that we have a purpose in our life, and I love helping people. I love people a lot, and I feel like okay, this is my mission. This is what I'm supposed to do, and and I'm so okay with it. I don't really care what people think, like the bashers. I don't care. And I ask them like, what have you done to help the public or the species? nothing then shut your mouth you know what i mean <laughs> and that's how i feel it's just like so so don't like criticize me like get out and help you know like help the public exactly. so that's my i don't mean to sound feisty but <laughs> i just it's been a, a rough week for me but yeah i'll continue moving forward <laughs> one of the questions i always ask you know since, since i'm the new kid on the block is how do i have an encounter but it seems to me that and you know you're talking about this as um 
your calling in life that that perhaps they choose who to appear to? Do you think there's some credence to that? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, I, for I mean, 1997, just thinking about like what what was that, you know, and always always being in my mind, but never feeling confident to say, hey, we saw something weird in the woods. Like I was too like scared of what people would have thought of me. And when when this all happened, when I was listening to Todd's interview, I started crying. I was by myself. Ed was gone. The girls were gone. And I was thinking like, this is what I need to do. Like, thank you, God. He finally said like, this is what you need to do, Claudia. <laughs> you need to you need to do something. People are like getting hurt out there, you know. So um, that's when I decided to to do it. And it, it was to me, it was like I feel relief. Like, oh, now I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I get it, you know. So it's a good feeling. So we'll see what comes out of it. <laughs> I'd love to be back on your show to tell you what, what happened with the with the hearing and everything. Oh, yes, so. no doubt. We'll have you back on uh, as soon as you find out anything about that. That will, you know, we want to get that out there, no doubt. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug our event, if you don't care why you're on here. Of course. Uh, and uh, Ed has agreed to be our MC for this event. I tell you what, this man has stepped up and went beyond anything. Yeah. I mean, and I told him, I said, you really don't have to do all this. But he told me that what what drew him in about the event was it was free to the public. Yes. I'm glad that that brings people in. Yes. But he's 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 kind of like took me under his wing, and he's trying to teach me. And I'm so, so grateful for him. For doing I am too. He's a really, really good man. And yeah. I want to tell you guys for your event, when he does the MC, I mean, I was there, I, I saw him work, and he makes everybody laugh and have a great time. He's got the audience going, and it's it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that he did that. I didn't know that, so that's really good. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward. I just can't wait to get to hang out with him and get to talk to him and stuff. But uh, it's coming up April the 21st the first annual Harlan, Kentucky CryptoCon 2018 at 110 River Street in Harlan County, Kentucky from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. We are going to have seven speakers that day, folks. Um, Ed Brown of the Big Truth Productions and our MC for the event is going to be there. And you guys, if you know Ed you and you watch his videos on YouTube, you have to come out and say hi to Ed. Ed is probably like... I mean, I really haven't got to meet him, but Ed is probably one of the most approachable people that you'll meet. He's he's a real nice guy. Uh, We're going to have Bill Lancaster of uh, Bill Co. Productions. Bill is going to be showing his film that started here in Harlan a little bit over a year ago, uh, Cultured Bigfoot. I am looking forward to seeing that. And uh, Bill has worked. Him and Amy both have worked so hard on this film. Uh, I'm... And I'm not just saying this because I know Bill, but he is he. I'm proud of him. He's he's like went above and beyond to bring people a film that focuses on the researcher instead of the Bigfoot. You know, it, it's just wonderful. I like uh, Bill a lot. Very nice. Yes, and uh, we're also going to have Matt Matt Delf of uh, Mountain Empire Cryptic Research Organization. Uh, Daniel Benoit of Virginia's ECBRO, uh, Miss Judy Hensley, who is a native of Harlan County, and will be here to talk about uh, Black Panther sightings and her books. Uh, Tony Filosi, who is um, with uh, thecryptocrew.com now, he is a 
uh, a good friend of mine who's also going to be there. I'm not sure exactly what Tony's going to be doing, but I know it's going to be Bigfoot related. And last but not least, we have Mike Cook of Cook Cryptid Research. I've known Cook for about 22 years now. Uh, Bless he's a, your heart. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I love Mike. He 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 knows his stuff now. Um, when I talk to him about his experience, his sighting and things, uh, you can just just get in the feel from him and... He's I'm, definitely passionate about it. Oh, yes, no doubt. Even yeah. though me and Mike have a love-hate relationship. Tell it. <laughs> yeah. I love him to death, I do. Yeah. But I don't care to scratch his eyeballs out either. <laughs> but that is April first. Uh, come on out and see us and say hi to these great folks that are going to be there. We're also going to have vendors. Um our mountain artisans are going to be there. I mean, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be fun for the whole family. It's going to be one of those events where you can just bring the family and have fun. Please come out. You guys are going to have a great time. I promise you it's going to be fun. So thank you both so much for doing it, that. It, and uh, we already have uh, Mr. Bob Gimlin. I am so excited. This is like, uh, I guess... I would compare it to meeting a football player in the NFL. He's like my football player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Bob, is he's awesome, and I can't wait to get to meet him, but uh, hopefully we'll have him next year. And, our, you know, the event's going to have to be two days next year at the Harlan Center in downtown Harlan. And uh, I'm putting that together also as we speak. I had somebody mention to me not too long ago, you're doing both things at the same time? Well, it's just going to get bigger. I have to. I have to get these things taken care of. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure all my speakers are taken well care of. Uh, We're putting these guys up. We're going to feed them. We're going to take real good care of them while they're here. Uh, Some of them even uh, asked if they stayed over a couple days. I know Ed is going to stay over a couple days and read some. Uh, Arla, did you mention Arla a while ago? Oh, oh, yeah, Arla, I forgot. I keep forgetting oh, Arla. Oh, my goodness. Well, she is so quiet and stuff in her chat <laughs> that you don't even know that she's there until every once in a while she peeps up and she says, hi, I'm over here, you know. <laughs> but she's, uh, Arla is somebody I, I can't wait to meet also. She sings down to earth, and uh, she just has a love for nature, and I can't wait to hear her. She's reading. wanting to stay a day or two to, to tour Harlan as well, so that, that's going to be fun. Exactly, and I'm hoping that we can take them around here and tell them a great time and, you know, just let, give them a little insight on how the the communities are around here and how the people are, you know, our mountain heritage. I'm really looking forward to doing that with them. Uh, but I'm about to run out of time, guys. Claudia, I want to thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Thank it, you. Thank you guys so much. It's going it, to be a great conference. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. I know you're you're a busy gal right now, uh, doing these interviews and things. And uh, but uh, you've got uh, our backing for sure with this. Thank you so much. I it was wonderful that. to meet you over. Oh, it's wonderful to over the podcast. So of course, thank you so much. If you guys want to help me, I'll help you guys. Um, I'll, I'll put it on my page and and um, market for you as well. So. 
Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for having the courage to stand up for what you believe in. We need need more of that in this world, so thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jimmy Blanton, and we're signing off tonight. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Be sure to be back here next Saturday, the 24th, at 9 p.m., when my guest will be ECBRO researcher Daniel Benoit. Folks, it's been good. Have a great night, and God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.